The Crude Life, every Monday through Thursday with a week in review on Friday. Welcome to the Crude Life Podcast. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. I am the North Dakota Nomad, the Shale Play Prophet, broadcasting from the Hatch Coaching Studios. Our entitled intern, Provolone, is man in the production elements of the podcast. Coming up on today's program, we have Lance Medlin with Meridian Energy Group, Chief Operating Officer. He's going to talk about their agreement with Pinkerton. And, I, you know, the only thing that I know about Pinkerton is Al Swearingen from the show Deadwood, HBO series Deadwood, when he was all up and roars because, you know, he owned the saloon and the bordello or whatever you want to call it, whorehouse, I guess, is the podcast, so we can say that. And it, the Pinkertons were coming and they were hired by Hearst and they were, you know, they were hired security, basically. And I wonder if this is the same outfit because I believe the Pinkertons from the Deadwood HBO series. That was a real company and kind of like the uh, Lords of London, Lloyd's of London Insurance. And where I found out later in life, oh, these are real companies. So uh, I think Pinkerton, I wonder, I just am curious if this is the same company. So uh, we're gonna talk with Lance Medlin with Meridian Energy Group. If it is, I imagine this is some significant advancements in terms of uh, securities and, and et cetera, even probably in today's digital world. I imagine there's there's some deals there. I do know this, folks. Uh, Meridian Energy Group, they are redoing the way that we're thinking about refineries. They've been working on some eco-friendly refineries over the past five, six years. Our CEO has been a regular contributor here at The Crude Life. And they just recently got their ESG, which is their Environmental Social Governance Committee. And what that means is their certification. And it basically creates some equator principles. And I just said a bunch of buzzwords that bankers really like to hear. Not only bankers, but a lot of politicians now like to hear them too, because they can then pass that along to a lot of people in the legal circuit, because these are terms that resonate in certain sectors that allow projects to move forward. So that's what we're talking about today. And then, oh, bury the lead. I forgot. I didn't forget, actually. Bury the lead. John Mensa from Hanks Oil and Gas is going to join us at the tail end of the program. Now, it's an update from Ghana. And it's connection of the world of social media. We interviewed over the teleconferencing type of uh, capabilities. So this was, you know, more or less a test run for some international interviews that we're going to start doing here at The Crude Life because this is an international global marketplace. And yes, I understand America first, but at the same time, there are companies from all over the globe doing business in Shale Play USA. So Hank's Oil and Gas is one of them that is creating partnerships with people in America. So John Mensa will join us a little later in the program. Also, our daily radio update on the podcast. Josh Swanson with Vogel Law. He talks a little bit about the force majeure. 
coming into play a little bit more and more as the word epidemic and pandemic become a little bit more defined. People sitting at home with uh, quarantine, you know, they're getting some time on their hands with some different things. So also, what else do we have? We have our headlines are back. We have our featured event, which is the Crude Life March Madness Tournament. Number one, Swan Energy taking on the 13 seed, the literal underdog canine pipe inspections. And then over on the other side, number two, Target Hospitality versus number three, Aries Buildings in the matchup of temporary housing. And uh, in the other one, we've got David and Goliath, Swan Energy, the one seed, number 13 seed, Canine Pipe Inspections. And then, as I mentioned, on the other side, Target Hospitality and Aries Building. Okay, what else do we have going on here today? Johnny Green, the Earth's Champion, stopped by, and he made sure that he left a link to a website that we need to check out about how the environmental movement plans to leverage the coronavirus pandemic. Heard the word pandemic quite a bit. And I've even seen some uh, conspiracy videos involving Bill Gates circle around the interweb as well. So this has been kind of one of those things where you're going to see a lot of different information. But the one thing, and this is Johnny Green and I had a conversation about this the other day, is that I'm seeing more articles about the effect that the COVID-19 is having on the health of the earth than I'm seeing about the oil and gas industry contributing to the health of the humans. So you need to think about that for a second, folks, okay? When every day there's an article in some major publication talking about noise pollution reduction, seismic activity pollution reduction, air pollution, uh, grid, all these different reasons not to use fossil fuels anymore, okay? Senator Kramer is on record down in the, the House floor calling out members of Congress who have openly said they're going to try to use this to usher in the green movement. So this is not a conspiracy, folks. This is just what's going on. And what we need to take a step back and say, okay, this is where the real leaders are going to shine. Who's going to look out for the humans? Who's going to look out for the planet? And who's going to look out for common sense? Because when there's articles talking about how dolphins and fish are seen in the canals of Venice again, and then they try to imply that that has to do with the fact that we're not using fossil fuels as much, well, that's a flat-out lie. That just has to do with human activity. A lot of the stories that we're talking about have to do with human activity. And then they get spun. They get spun for political agendas. I'm done with that, folks. So we are going to call that out. And Johnny Green is part of that movement that's going to call it out. And unfortunately, right now it involves a pandemic. So just even bringing it up you're automatically publicly shamed. For me, actually insinuating that there might be some people in leadership roles who are going to take advantage of this fact that people are very much hurting financially and very much questioning their health and very much afraid of talking to one another to actually insinuate that leaders might try to take advantage of this for their own personal gain. Well, all I'm doing is citing what humans have done throughout history. So you can publicly shame me all you want, or you can support me. Either way, 
Something's going to happen because I'm going to keep moving forward. And that's what we're going to do here. We're going to keep moving forward because a little bit later on in the program, as I mentioned, Josh Swanson's going to join us with force majeure talk and how it's starting. Uh, Texas Cheesecake Factory already started the process because they're not paying their real estate rent anymore. So in the restaurant world, the force majeure is already starting. And it's happened in oil and gas in the past with floods, at least in the Bakken it has. So up in North Dakota and other, other areas too. I imagine it would down in Texas as, as well. Okay, what do we got upcoming provolone? Lance Medlin, Meridian Energy Group Chief Operating Officer. What do we got? Just a few minutes, right? Okay, good deal. Right now, I'd like to take this opportunity to mention our sponsor of the day, Knighton Industries. Thank you for sponsoring The Crude Life here. Knighton Industries is a full-service pump distributor servicing the oil and gas industrial and municipal markets since 1969. They offer parts, sales, and service of all major brands' pumps, along with a 24-hour service department and a full-service machine shop. From the design stage, their engineers provide the data and resources necessary to ensure equipment reliability. Their manufacturer capabilities allow Knighton Industries to offer customized package equipment and service out of their state-of-the-art machine shop located in Odessa, Texas. For more information, visit their website, knightonindustries.com. That's knightonindustries.com. Coming up next, we're going to do our daily headlines, a very quick version of it, because Lance Medlin with Meridian Energy Group just texted me, and he'll be calling in in just a few minutes here. So let's get to our daily headlines here. Provolone, okay, this one comes from, it looks like a local news network out of Texas as the Texas Railroad Commission seeks to delay oil and gas tax deadlines. On Monday, the Texas Railroad Commission is asking for an extended deadline to file crude oil and natural gas production taxes. Commissioner Christy Craddock sent a letter that says, in part, I ask you to also consider extending the monthly deadline to file crude oil and natural gas production taxes for three to six months to weather this storm. Well, to me, that's exactly what needs to be done. Um, good for her for getting a hold of that and getting the process rolling. These are the types of things that are just reality right now. And so it's good to see that the Texas Railroad Commissioner is doing her job and and uh, everything is going along as planned down there. Now it's up to, I guess, the comptroller, Glenn Hager. I know Hagar, but Hager to request the extension. All right, that's about all I got on that one, Provolone. From the Bismarck Tribune, UND economist, Bakken expected to recover faster from oil price collapse than in 2015 bust. A University of North Dakota economist anticipates that it won't take as long for the Bakken to recover from the recent oil price collapse as it did following the 2015 slowdown. The, oh, it's slowdown. That's not downturn anymore. So we changed that. All right. The industry has gone through a one-boom-bust cycle, said David Flynn, who chairs the Economics and Finance Department at Nister College of Business and Public Administration. I think they better understand their own industry dynamics specific to the state and specific to their labor force. So, you know, this is interesting because um, during the 2015 downturn, I was pointing out that they're still pumping out close to a million barrels a day. I mean, they're still pumping out all kinds of dollars. It was 30 bucks, and they're still doing it. Now, there was a drop-off that was a little bit un unexpected, I believe, and that kind of caused a little bit of a, some ruffles. But 
Uh, North Dakota is different because they're very centralized with what they do. It's it's not as much of an open market now. It's it's a very much uh, private land. Okay, there's most of the land is private, but when you look at a lot of the drilling activity, it's it's very centralized and it's very controlled. And so this doesn't surprise me that they would be able to bounce back faster because um, there's less companies that they have to deal with. And unlike Alaska, who has to go through the state, so they only deal with about two companies up in Alaska because in order to you know, change anything, you got to go through the, the, the House and the Senate and you know, the, the bodies there. And in North Dakota, it's a little different because it's private. But at the same time, they do use the uh, government agencies and, and the councils to corral and centralize a lot of the business. So it's, um, it wouldn't surprise me at all that they would bounce back a lot sooner. So the companies that are involved and have the business and have the uh, access to the uh, uh, public officials and the uh, decision makers and that sort of thing, yeah, they'll, they'll do just fine. They'll, they'll be fine through this. And uh, it, it is kind of interesting, too, that a person who receives a government check is no problem saying that they'll be fine through this because a lot of small businesses are hurting in North Dakota. A lot of them are. And they have to do with oil and gas and uh, the fact that there's this quarantine going on. And it's very offensive when someone who is promoting a quarantine staying at home is just getting a check every single week or every single month, regardless of what they say. And that's very offensive to a lot of small business owners trying to make it work out there, especially based on the fact they're, you know, last month and two months ago, they had a whole different tune and a whole different voice and a whole different um, set of facts, if you will. And to completely do a 180 and act like it's not a big deal is, is kind of insulting and rather offensive. And what do we got next here? Let's take a look here at Yahoo Sports, huh? Yahoo Sports. Kevin Durant's loss to Derek Jones Jr. in NBA 2K20 has resulted in a gambling scandal. With actual sports on hiatus, gamblers have found new and exciting ways to lose their money. So when the news broke that the NBA players would participate in an NBA 2K20 tournament for charity, bookmakers jumped at the chance to place odds on the games. That turned out to be a mistake almost immediately. The tournament's first game, which featured the Brooklyn Nets' Kevin Durant versus Miami Heat forward Derrick Jones Jr., resulted in gambling controversy after it was discovered that the game was pre-taped. Folks, has it come to this? Esports is on ESPN. Now, this is a true story. So we're doing this March Madness and we're rolling dice and we're trying to make best, you know, we're trying to make lemons out of lemonade, whatever you want to call it. And we sent out an email to all the NBA teams asking if we could do an uh, Esports Final Four tournament. We thought, you know what, they're bored. Maybe they want to, you know, open up to an oil and gas audience, whatever it might be. Two days later, ESPN announces with the NBA that they're doing an Esports tournament. Now, I'm not saying the two are connected, but there was an email sent. Two days later, all of a sudden, there's an announcement. And I know if I was working for some NBA team and I got some nut job from a crude life sending me an email asking if some NBA players would play in an eSports tournament that I'd steal the idea too. 
say, you know what, let's go ask ESPN. Oh, good deal. They're bored. They're looking for content. They're airing WrestleMania reruns. That's how hard up. Oh, they're talking about playing horse. They're talking about airing horse on ESPN right now. Oh, my goodness. I mean, so the and the bookmakers, the, the gamblers, not only do they, they, the gamblers are betting on WrestleMania, which was pre-recorded. And now you got gamblers betting on pre-recorded esports games. Folks, we live in a different world. So you can take a step back and decide that you want to live in this world or not live in this world. Or you can say, you know what, folks, you got a front row seat to the freak show we're now living in. And folks, it is a little bit of a freak show out there. When we got people cheating on esports and horse games and rolling dice, on, uh, you can't make it up. Speaking of you can't make it up, did, Provolone, give me the thumbs up. Do we got the audio from O.J. Simpson? Oh, thank goodness. Excellent job. So, folks, you, okay, before we get into Lance Medlin, I got to set the stage here a little bit because, um, and then I, I want to go to break and then we'll come back and then we'll grab Lance Medlin. So, O.J. Simpson. Oh, my goodness. So, O.J. Simpson recently did a tweet about the Tiger King and... I listen, I don't get into OJ Simpson's tweets and I don't get into a lot of people, this and that, but this, somebody played this for me and I've always been amazed at the set of cojones that OJ Simpson has that after the, after what he went through and then to go golf as much as he did and to literally I mean, almost literally show everybody a big middle finger about what he did. I mean, I, I'm just, I, I'm taken back by him. Just like speechless at, the, like I said, the set of cojones this man has about just being, I, I don't know, unawareness or narcissism or I'm not even sure what the word is. But so we have the tweet which is an audio tweet. It's a video tweet, actually, from O.J. Simpson. And you got to hear what this guy says about the Tiger King. So the, the, the Tiger King, which I have not seen, but I know the, the gist of it because everybody's talking about it, which is it has to do with the court case and whether it has to do with a tiger murder and a court case. And I know America has just been dying to hear what O.J. Simpson has to say about it. So we are here to bring it to you folks. So, and then after that, we're going to take a quick break. We co- and then we got, we listen after OJ Simpson, we have to take a break. Cause I got to go take, I got to go take a quick shower, get it, the filth off me, maybe get some coffee. It'll be a 30, 45 second break, but we'll come back. So OJ Simpson, and then let's take the break. Come back. Lance Medlin with Meridian energy group to talk about the Pinkertons and what that means to a lot of different things in terms of uh, environment and social governance and investing. Coming up in just a moment or two, but first, the long-awaited O.J. Simpson tweet about the Tiger King. Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. I just got back from the golf course where I actually played pretty well. Uh, Now it's back at home, back to the couch, and back to television. Listen, I've had so many people on my case asking me to watch some show called Tiger King. Well, yesterday I watched this show, and oh my God, is America in this bad a shape? 
I watched about six episodes of this show and I couldn't even believe what I was looking at. White people! What's with you and wild animals? Leave them animals alone! <laughs> the show is crazy. But it's so crazy, you kind of keep watching. One thing I will say, there's not a shred of doubt in my mind that that lady's husband is uh, Tiger Shushimi right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> Take care, and I hope you find something better to watch. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Outstanding. Thank you for joining us. Meridian Energy Group, of course, spearheading the Davis Refinery up in Belfield, North Dakota. And also, is it the Walton Finery down uh, just north of Kermit, Texas? Um, I believe, is, is it the Walton Finery? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Walton Station Refinery Station. in uh, Winkler County, just, uh, just outside of Kermit, Texas. Winkler County. Okay, that's it. I knew the word Winkler was in there, and Walton was in there, and Kermit was in there, and... Sometimes I get them mixed you got, up, but you got three out of four. hey, not too bad. All right, so uh, let, let's let's start off a little bit by this recent headline I got, and I'll just read the headline: Meridian Energy Group announces agreement with Pinkerton as security and risk management provider for the Davis Refinery. So I'm familiar with that name, Pinkerton, but honestly, I'm not familiar with you know kind of kind of what they do. I'm more familiar with the old. Uh, Pinkerton security, that type of thing from the old movies I used to watch. But uh, what, what, what is Pinkerton, and why are they such a significant partner, if you don't mind? Well, it's the same Pinkerton. So, uh, oh, you're kidding me. You it know, is? No, it, it's the same group. And okay. as far as I know, there's only one. That, you know, it's, it's probably the name's probably used in more businesses than, than just theirs. But Alan Pinkerton founded Pinkerton National Security Agency at uh, in 1850, so they've been uh, the same company for 170 years. Uh, so the the company you would see, you know, protecting the trains from robber barons, from uh, you know the the same company that tracked down Jesse James. Um, it's the same company that protected Abraham Lincoln from the first assassination attempt, and they actually were the they actually were the hired guards for the Underground Railroad. Uh, you know, abolitionists aber- during. Uh, during the Civil War, so uh, Pinkerton's been around for a long time. I just remember Al Swearingen in uh, the HBO series Deadwood. He was always complaining about the Pinkertons coming to get him, and he was not happy about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same group. Yeah, they, they've definitely had kind of a Hollywood almost type history uh, so, here in America. They're founded uh, here in America, of course, in 1850. So let's transition that to modern day a little bit. Uh, what are they going to be doing for you guys then? So Pinkerton provides uh, both the hard risk management and the soft risk management. What I mean by that is there'll be uniformed guards at the gate signing in visitors. Uh, and then there's the kind of, uh, you know, dark web 
uh, electronic cyber risk management as well that uh, Pinkerton has globally. So, you know, a massive company with an international footprint, they're able to monitor and kind of give us guidance, uh, give local law enforcement guidance uh, prior to any event happening in addition to actually being on site, helping with security. Well, this has got to be quite a, a significant achievement for you guys uh, for a number of reasons. Obviously, there's the there's the security side of things, but there, there's got to be a, a pretty good PR move here just for the simple fact that I was familiar with them, like you mentioned, from the railroad days and HBO's series Dead on, uh, I mean, Deadwood, that it, it catches your attention. And it also then you look at it, and as you're mentioning, they are getting into the digital securities, huh? Well, yeah. So Pinkerton has a program called Silver Eye, um, and it's something that, you know, as, a, as our security partner, we have access to. It's also something that we, uh, you know, we, wanna, we want the local counties to leverage also. So us bringing in that additional security profile into Stark and Billings County, into the local cities, uh, it's not something that we have sole privilege on. We offer that out to uh, local law enforcement as well. You mentioned, you know, bring in. What do you mean bring in? Like relocate? Like would people from Pinkerton actually relocate to Belfield with your team? Well, to some degree, yes. But uh, it, it's a good question. And, and I'd like to compare that question to kind of the EPC. So when McDermott was awarded the contract to design and build the Davis Refinery, um, you know, what it does for the local job market is uh, it's not every day that a multi-billion dollar international firm comes into Belfield, North Dakota, or into that, into that region. So they'll bring some level of management with them, but it's, you know, it's kind of where enterprise strategy meets local implementation. Um, it's not commercially feasible uh, to bring in an entire expatriate force into the region. So not on the design side or the construction side or the security side, this is going to be another example similar to McDermott where Pinkerton is a multi-billion dollar international firm bringing in uh, that enterprise management uh, team into Belfield, and they're going to be doing a lot of local hiring. Uh, in addition to that, not only for Davis, so if you're a resident of North Dakota, this is another its another multi-billion dollar, and I keep saying that phrase just to try and scale how large these firms are, another firm coming into that region providing hiring opportunities, maybe local, and they might provide an opportunity elsewhere so if uh if you were looking for a larger job market this would be a good source for that so they're actually are looking at probably hiring some people as well in the local marketplace so that's that's pretty incredible so they're going to do security there at the davis refinery and then have a little bit of a local impact huh yeah so the the hiring process or i guess the selection process kind of went both ways with pinkerton and uh, in some degrees, it's that way with every major contract that Meridian issues. And in some cases, it's more of just Meridian issuing a contract or awarding a contract for a certain, a certain scope. With Pinkerton, the, the due diligence was two-sided where we were interviewing them, but they were also interviewing us. Uh, Pinkerton's uh, managing directors, uh, security agents came into Belfield, Dickinson, Sark County, Billings County, met with the uh, county sheriffs, met with local police officers, met with first responders. Uh, they wanted to know what the what the resources were, what was needed, how they could help. Uh, did, was there an infrastructure to even use the resources? If they brought in a lot of cybersecurity, did Billings County or Stark County have the resources to digest those? 
extra input. Uh, so it really went both ways. And the indecision from Pinkerton is that they wanted to partner with us on this. And our indecision was that we felt they were best to partner uh, with the community and with Meridian as well. What's next for your, for this relationship and also for Meridian? Uh how do you guys see this this moving forward now? Because it's a the handshakes are done, and now it's it's put into practice, isn't it? Yeah, we're moving a lot. We're moving fast now. So we've we've had recent milestones, you know, commercially that we've met that are expediting the process. Uh, you'll see Pinkerton, you'll see McDermott, you'll see a lot of large companies starting to set up shop, actual window shops in Belfield, in Dickinson. Uh, you know, with the now hiring type signs out there, they're pulling CVs and resumes. They're starting to interview folks. Uh, that process will be visible, uh, you know, in the next few weeks and months. That's good news. I know, obviously, with the with the COVID nineteen shutdown and the coronavirus, there's there's more uncertainty now in the marketplace than before. And with the oil and gas industry, with the recent Russia, Saudi Arabia things happening, it's good to see you guys are still moving ahead. Um, you know, understanding that, you know, at the end of the day, the, 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 the planet's still going to need you know, <laughs> oil and gas products to either drive their cars or get vaccines to certain areas. So the, the, the refineries are just going to keep getting cleaner and they're going to be needed more and more. So I guess very long winded way to say that um, I'm, I'm glad you guys are moving ahead um, while everyone else is kind of retracting. Uh, I don't know if you've got any comments you want to say on that or if there's anything that we left out of this interview, but I just want to mention that that I think that's a positive that, you know, you guys are still moving ahead like, hey, this is this is still just a little blip. <laughs> you know, uh, I recently wrote an article, and I think it'll be published in the next week or two, about the, uh, the stability of the downstream market. So North Dakota is you know, especially subjected to the ups and downs of the upstream market where exploration and production are kind of based on an international supply and demand. So when you've got companies or you've got com- countries like Russia and Saudi Arabia, uh, organizations like OPEC Plus uh, that, you know, initiate these price wars, um, you know, all of the Balkan developments and specifically North Dakota are immediately impacted by that international crisis of crude price. Or if you look historically from, say, 2000 to 2020, at the hiring and firing spree of the downstream industry, it's almost exactly constant. There's no ups and downs. It's a very constant market. Uh, downstream refining specifically is, is more impacted by local and regional demand. So, you know, what's the local demand for diesel? What's the regional demand for diesel? That's what drives us. And those demands rarely fluctuate with any great spike up or down. Uh, it's pretty consistent. So... Uh, you know, while while the upstream market is somewhat volatile and the residents of North Dakota are the first to experience that, uh, what they what we want them to experience is how the stability in the downstream market uh, provides a constant uh, job source for them. So we're bringing that to North Dakota. Uh, Pinkerton is obviously uh, has been selected as, as, as our security agent. We're very happy to bring that resource as well. Uh, and soon, uh, you know, very soon we'll be in production and and North Dakota will have another avenue for job creation outside of the volatile, the volatile upstream market. To listen to the full-length interview, visit thecrudelife.com. You mind blown, your mind blown, and that's all you need to know. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Historic. 
the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking, the Davis Refinery. Lance Medlin with Meridian Energy Group. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, go to thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. We isolate all the interviews in their entirety so you don't have to listen to me blather and do different headlines and different guests and have the podcast. You can have the interview in its entirety, and you can use it for social media purposes or email it to whoever you'd like in a newsletter or just in your email form or even over your phone. Why not? Hey, leave a comment. Why not? Provolone tells me i got to solicit people to leave comments, and that's not my style. So, But I just did. Look at that. All right, we're going to go over to Ghana now. Is that right? Is he ready? All right, outstanding. We have John Mensa. He's with Hanks Oil and Gas. He's over in Ghana. And then after that, we're going to do our Crude Life daily update, uh, radio update on the podcast. And that is with Josh Swanson with Vogel Law. But right now, we have John Mensa. He's from Hanks Oil and Gas. He's over in Ghana. He's going to give us an update on the COVID-19 as well as what kind of business he's looking to partner with over in the United States. My name is John Mensa, and my company's name is Hanks Oil and Gas. Hanks Oil and Gas, much like the American actor Tom Hanks, Oil and Gas. Okay. Uh, John Mensa, you're over in Ghana right now in Africa. Is that correct? Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about what's going on over there. First of all, the COVID-19 shutdown, they say, is a global uh, occurrence, that, that the virus is, is going across globally. What's happening in Ghana right now with the coronavirus and the COVID-19 shutdown? Yes, of course, we also have been quarantined because of the COVID-19. We've had over 15,000 tests out of contact tracing where we are expecting results. And we have over 150 positives. And also, we are currently distributing a lot of masks and sanitizers and going through the protocol of distancing and also the medical staff are gearing up inviting those already in retirement to join in the fight against COVID-19. So it sounds like you guys are in quarantine over there as well, or at least some companies are and some steps are happening over there. Talk to me about your oil and gas company because one of the reasons we're talking right now is you know, oil and gas is one of the essential companies that needs to be operating in the, in the light of everything that's going on. And I know that you are looking for some buyers or some business or something along those lines. We'll get to that in just a second, because that's one of the reasons why we're here is because this is a global marketplace. And, the, you know, you reached out to the crude life because you know that there's buyers out there in, in the globe. So we'll get to that. But 
Hanks Oil. Like I said, Tom Hanks, the actor, is the spelling for those people in America listening. But Hanks Oil, is, is that a Ghana company? Talk to me a little bit about your oil and gas company that you work for. Yes, uh, it's a Ghanaian company. Uh, we have other partners also in the globe where we we supply crude oil and finished products. You know, Ghana has uh, a lot of crude oil and Africa as well. So we partner with investors in the upstream industry. We have... Uh, several drilling companies in Ghana who have already started drilling over 10 years. So what we do is to bring in investors to buy some blocks and then partner them in drilling. We have Tallow Oil, we have uh, Springfield, Yinsen, Ake Energy, and we also have a floating uh, FPSO Kwame Nkuma, the Jubilee Field and the Salt Pond Field, with over 3 billion barrels of oil being drilled a day. The recent discoveries uh, by Ake Energy also is over 500 million barrels. So Hanks Oil and Gas is into the upstream, midstream, and downstream oil and gas operations and services. We partner with buyers as well because we have sellers who have already placed their investment in Ghana and also in Nigeria where they have uh, over 200 million barrels being drilled a day. So Ghana right now is used as a marketing zone for the sub-region where vessels come in here to our port in Tema for buyers to come make uh, their inspections by SGS, make payments, and they now do a TTO, a tanker takeover to China, and, uh, Europe, and Americas. In the downstream, our uh, refinery, uh, Temahoya refinery, has a low capacity. So there are some investors who are already coming to build uh, new refineries so we could have more storage capacity to refine oil and also to distribute. So this is what hangs oil and gas currently doing. If there is any investor out there or crude oil buyer, we make it simple, reliable, and trustworthy. So that uh, we also do shipping to facilitate their shipment processes at the port so that they can easily buy the oil and now transport it. They are discharging ports. Hanks Oil is also into investment, financial investment. Well, I tell you, I'm. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. We're also into financial investment. 
where we are partners who provide SBLC with no upfront up fee. But we will be investors who need instruments to trade. We are also mandated to sellers who already have their instruments placed at NNPC and the Ghanaian industry as well. So buying crude from Ghana is safer than the hustling, which has been going on in Nigeria. So we are positioned to partner any investor Good infrastructure, onshore or offshore. I know I did uh, some consulting work for a guy about ten years ago, and part of that was they were doing some oil and gas work in Nigeria. I was not hired for that reason; it was more for the um, speech writing and some of the uh, research side of things. But part of it was the oil and gas and. What they what they were basically saying is that there's a lot of minerals under those uh, under the African soil, and after Nigeria, the next step was Ghana, and this was you know 10, 15 years ago. And now I'm thinking ahead to where those are the really the two countries that have been very developed in oil and gas over the past uh, I don't know a couple decades, I suppose now. Um, Ghana's really, they're getting pretty aggressive with the global um, exploration, aren't they? Yes, yes. I thought so. And this would certainly see that. I mean, you're out looking for an American companies to partner with and buy and, and all kinds of different things. So go ahead, get, give yourself a, a quick plug on what you're looking for for uh, customers and and let people know what type of uh, business, you know, that currently you guys are in the market for. Yes, we currently have uh, several blocks. We, Ghana is already operating 21 blocks with uh, companies like Talo, Yensen, Ake Energy, and the others. There are more oil reserves in Ghana also in the Volta Basin, over 4 billion oil reserves on top. So any investor who wishes to partner with us, Ang's Oil and Gas, for offshore drilling and production, we, we, we are open for that. And also those who need to buy crude oil, money life, what we do is our sellers already have their instruments in Ghana, NPC also in Nigeria and NPC. So we do the consulting, we bring the vessel without any upfront payment to Ghana Waters. They now instruct their shipping agent to go on board, get the product inspected by SDS, and they can make their payment and the vessel can sail to the airport of Sister. Uh, it, it, makes, it makes it easier because this is off OPEC. In OPEC, they are giving a discount about 2 to $3 per barrel, but with off OPEC, they can get as much as $6 discount per barrel, which, which 
it's huge money. If, if you are to buy one, two million vessel, and you're getting a discount of six, that's great news. Globally now, the price of oil has crashed, but the OPEC meeting will surely cut down on uh, production. Because, you know, OPEC prices over price over volume business. If uh, demand is down and production is uh, overboard, definitely there will be a total hot down. So they will have to cut down. And then prices will begin to go up. So this is an opportune time for buyers out there who need off OPEC to partner with us and get their vessels all the way. We will submit our company profile to you, Jason, for your due diligence so that any buyer out there can contact you and get to us so we can do business in the oil and gas industry. To listen to the full-length interview, visit thecrudelife.com. For today's Crude Life podcast, I'd like to thank John Mensa from Hanks Oil and Gas, giving us an update from Ghana, what exactly is going on with the COVID-19 quarantine, as well as his expansion into the Americas with some new leases and some business partners, etc. Coming up in just a moment or two, we're going to have Josh Swanson with Vogel Law, a little force majeure talk, what's going on right now, folks. And so you might want to stick around, find out a little bit about that in terms of contracts and and uh, insurance claims, et cetera, et cetera. That is Josh Swanson with Vogel Law on our daily radio update on the podcast. Our sponsor of the day, Knighton Industries. They are a full-service pump distributor servicing the oil and gas industrial and municipal markets since 1969. And that word is municipal markets since 1969. Yes, I noticed I slurred that word. They offer parts, sales, and service of all major brand pumps along with a 24-hour service department and a full-service machine shop. From the design stage, their engineers provide the data and resources necessary to ensure equipment reliability. By working together, Knighton Industries are able to ensure efficient and responsive action when they are called to address your critical operations. Their manufacturing capabilities allow Knighton Industries to offer customized package equipment and service out of their state-of-the-art machine shop located in Odessa, Texas. For more information, visit their website at knightonindustries.com. Of course, you can always go to our website at crudelife.com and click on the links there as well. Our March Madness Tournament will conclude either tonight or tomorrow. Uh, It's going to be posted online as number one. Swan Energy takes on the literal underdog, number 13, Canine Pipe Inspection. And number two seed, Target Hospitality, takes on the number three seed, Aries Building. The final four, we're down to it, folks. The road to the final four. Swan Energy, Canine Pipe Inspections, Target Hospitality, Aries Buildings. A March Madness Tournament. It's now April, so we got to get done with this madness, folks. It's April. All right, Johnny Green, the Earth's champion, thank you for giving us the link on how the environmental movement plans to leverage the coronavirus pandemic. Hatch Coaching, 
Thank you for sponsoring our studio. Thank you, Bach and Barbecue, for being our phone line sponsor, and Moody River Band for being our house band here at the Crude Life Podcast. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. I'm going to hand the baton off to Josh Swanson with Vogel Law for our daily radio update here on the podcast. Provolone, excellent job today. Thank you very much for doing the production elements and more on this podcast. From the staff here at the Crude Life Podcast, my name is Jason Spies asking you to always remember energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. My name is Jason Spies and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with Josh Swanson from Vogel Law about how their offices are staying busy while adapting to the COVID-19 shutdown and the coronavirus pandemic. In just a moment, part of our exclusive interview with Josh Swanson, attorney at Vogel Law. You guys, are imagine, are staying pretty busy, though, just even with the courts not scheduling dates, you guys are still busy. Yeah, and, you know, the, the news of Whiting's Chapter 11, uh, when the, a company takes action like that and files for bankruptcy, there's a lot of other things that are triggered, including an automatic stay and, and a lot of state pending litigation or even litigation in federal court. So we have clients dealing with that. And, and a lot of your listeners, wherever they are, are, service providers that have done work, you know, whether it's on wells or pipelines, and there's issues that come up, you know, if, if there's accounts receivable and folks are needing to get paid at one point, do they file a lien to make sure they're a secured creditor versus an unsecured creditor? And we've been getting a lot of calls on that from, from our clients and taking action there. And a lot of contract issues, you're right. In fact, the force majeure clause, I was on a, a webinar with Baker Donaldson, a, a big national firm earlier this week and that's something that's going to come up and it is coming up right now a lot of your listeners have probably heard you know another industry uh, restaurant and dining the cheesecake factory in, in late late march excuse me sent a letter to all their landlords into malls saying that they're not going to pay rent starting in april because of the covid 19 crisis and there are a lot of force majeure issues at play and, and i'm real glad to talk to you legal nerd that I am. I actually did a, a law review article for the UND uh, Law Journal back in 2014 called The Hand of God, limiting the impact of the force majeure clause and an oil and gas lease. So I've, I've looked through that a couple times, and, and you're absolutely right. Those cases have already started to make their way through the court system. So it's something we're keeping an eye on. It's something that our clients are very, very aware of. And if listeners out there have uh, agreements with the force majeure clause, what they ought to do right away if they haven't already is take a look at those because in I know the force majeure language that I draft for clients, that's whether it's in an oil and gas contract or anything else, we require that the party claiming force majeure sends written notice, whether it's within five days, 10 days, or 14 days to the other party of the contract saying, you know, we're hereby notifying you that we're exercising our rights under section you know 1.15 of the contract declaring a force majeure event and if you don't do that even if there is a force majeure event it's a creature of contract and that's what the case law says that force majeure is what the contract says it is and in some cases it'll need to be interpreted by the courts to listen to the full-length interview with josh swanson from vogel law or to check out other exclusive interviews visit the that's the crudelife.com be sure to check out our daily podcast as well as our social media pages at thecrudelife.com. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies. 
asking you to always remember energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life.
There's no breaks in the place It's just you and me, baby Singing it like we did in the good old days Yeah, we're singing it like they did in the good old days Because we're back to the way seems everywhere I go these days, someone is telling me about the success of Hatch Coaching. Listen to what professional speaker Mark J. Lindquist has to say. To see Eric Hatch grow his business and then start to share it with other people, I think is one of those great steps in life. You know, what do you do in society? You succeed at a thing and then you teach other people how you did it. And now to see Eric duplicating his genius across the country, I'm telling you. There's a world changer down the street, and his name is Eric Hatch. For more information, call 701-212-1572 or visit coachingwithhatch.com. That's coachingwithhatch.com. Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. The Crude Life every Monday through Thursday with a week in review on Friday.